1: With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing, and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
3: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.fm. It is the 2nd of June, 2022. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. Deva, welcome back. You spent two weeks um, away, partially celebrating your anniversary and uh, partially just celebrating the fact that you could be the hell away. Um, SEO networking retreat in Mexico.
4: How was that? It was good. Um, Had a good time. Always nice to see friendly faces. Um, And uh, yeah, and then of course, there's just the like, it was interesting, Uh, quick clip notes, we actually moved resorts. Like my wife and I were there at one resort and then we moved for like the the sort of like second segment. And it was a much more like lively resort where like the retreat was being held, was like had a little more going on. Uh so it was a bit of a like, oh, okay. There's like a bunch of like rowdy drunk people by the pool to watch now.
0: Um so that <laughs>
4: <laughs> that that part was uh was a, a little uh you know a, a little more entertaining, but uh yeah, good times, and then of course, like I'm feeling like there's and everybody here can feel the pain. I tried to take as much of like a real vacation as I could. um, And I did, which just means that coming back uh, is chaos, right? Like there's like, oh, and now there's like a a bunch of stuff to do. um, Much of which was like, listening to what you guys talked about last week and like going through like all the news that I happened to miss over like a couple of weeks. Although it was funny because I ended up having to send a, a thing to to my friends with weights and biases going, this is what Google does when SEOs take vacation. Cause it was like day three and they rolled out a core update and I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like,
3: I should have us. sent you a
4: text, eh? But I thought you were on vacation. So I, you know, it's like it's like they're like and we're gonna roll it out on a holiday or we're gonna roll it out on a friday like i think they just i don't know if they knew that there was like a, a number of seos gonna be like trying to enjoy their time but they they, well, they decided to make it interesting
3: i don't know if if if, if the may uh 2022 corrupt or the may 2022 20, Danny Sullivan is as we call him around here um I don't know if that would have upset your vacation too badly unless you had like some real problems with the content on on the pages that 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 you're responsible for and published um because it wasn't a penalizing penalty as much as it was a rewarding penalty. But as, as is often reminded on this show, if um, you're not the one getting rewarded, it often feels a lot like a right. penalty.
4: <laughs> right. Well, and one interesting thing that I found, because this one, and, and Barry, very short, needed to make sure we covered him, got that in early, uh, had been covering. The interesting thing about this one being that there's still chatter. This was like a post he'd done yesterday. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. still people talking about volatility. One of the sites um, that I monitor had dramatic volatility like two days ago. Like just dramatic volatility. Um, and the thing when I was sort of, of course, I had to dig in, right? And I'm just going to note, not the main site that we you know, not the weights and biases site. So any competitors, don't try and extrapolate anything from this. No advantage for you in here. Um, but in the sites I was monitoring, I decided to look at, at a few competitors and went, the only difference the only difference between that, that could have changed, and the only fundamental difference between the one site that managed to have huge gains across all the keywords being monitored versus all the sites that took a kicking, which is all the main competitors, was speed. That was it. The only difference, the 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 backlink count over the recent times coincided the exactly with it. Like we're exactly the same. Page, look through the archives, exactly the same. Nothing else had really changed. Um, and, and then just sort of like assessing who they were because I hadn't done a deep dive into them before ever. Um, their SEO was not dramatic, but their speed was top notch, um, and that was the only thing I could find. Now, whether that's actually a thing, I don't know. Right now, I've got like an interesting correlation on one case study, but a fairly dramatic difference between the 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 impact of of these things. So, um, well, I, I mean, the 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 the. The inference
3: I drew, I drew just from the description that, that, that you gave is, is, all things being equal, the um, tiebreaker is going to be um, speed or going to be um, better usability, right? right. Um, so maybe you saw a you know in flux. Um, maybe you saw a, 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 a part of their 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 intention in action.
4: It could very well be. And it'll be interesting to see, like, we haven't got the official, it's done. Oh, no, no. We're, just, we're not going to get that for a couple of weeks. No, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what the next, like, next week when we're talking, this just happened a couple of days ago. I've only done a preliminary analysis over the weekend. I am going to be diving in more because this is interesting. Um, so I'll, I'll let folks know, what do I see? And also does does do things start to stabilize because if that was a deciding factor i'm not suggesting that it is i'm saying it is something i'll be looking at but if it is that would be a very very bad like if they accidentally put that tiebreaker to more than a tiebreaker now like tweak the settings and now all of a sudden speed has more impact than it should because none of the sites are slow um has has more influence that would be a, a problem. Again, I'm not saying because there's all sorts of different sites that are getting hit with different things. And they, you know, but it, it is definitely something that uh it, it's interesting to watch. Core updates always are. They're my favorite ones to to sort of watch though, because you have to know that there's a bunch of butterfly effects kicking in where they tried to do this, and then over here, you know, a, a number of other features just happened to get you know, triggered or, or something like that because you you changed one value in one location and then two algorithms down, it did something unpredicted. Um, so it's it's interesting. Well
3: as with most core updates, there's probably nothing you directly you can put your finger on. Yeah. Uh, to 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 Move the needle, but Google always, always constantly suggests and um, probably right for, for want of other evidence, um, work on your content. Somehow um, make your content clearer to Google. And, and, and when we say work on your content, we might not actually mean the body text. We might mean things like schema. Um, how are you explaining and making that content available to Google and search engines? Um, you might want to look at that Uh, because you could have amazing content, like amazing descriptive, or like really well-written stuff. You can, you you know, the author might be well-known and you may have great links to the author and all that sort of stuff. But if you're not describing it to Google in the way that Google wants to see the content and then schemas like, like like that's where it's at right now, um, then you might, and and your neighbor is
4: doing it, you might be missing out. Yep. Yep, 100%. And in fact, We'll be talking about more schema that's just rolled out later in this episode, Um, because Google's always rolling it out. And something that I think you and I have both been around long enough, you know, most of our listeners probably have too, because you don't have to be around that long to figure this out. If Google keeps actively pumping something out, like schema, like going, we're now adding this, (laughs) we're now adding this, we're now adding this, that's a pretty good signal that you should be paying attention, not just to that one, but all the other ones. Because if they're doing stuff with it, if they're going, we need schema and we need to add more, that means they need schema. Yeah, also, uh, Google hasn't killed it yet, so, like, you know, it's
0: probably useful. <laughs> and
4: if anybody could just totally kill schema, it would be
3: there. <laughs> well, I mean, Google always gets their stuff going, and they need it so badly, and then, like, you know, five months later, they just kill it. Um, schema is Schema's older than a lot of SEOs are, so, like, you know, they probably beat it with this one. <laughs> uh, maybe it's just a passing trend, like the Internet's supposed to be. I don't know. Right, right. It's a
4: fad.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just a fad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Look at your content, and there's something there. Um, either it's the content itself; it needs to be improved, um, or how you explain the content needs to be improved. And this, you know, it's, it's a good segue to jump into the auth- authorship schema, um, and 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 to talk about to talk about the importance of that because. Um, uh, structured markup language is, um, uh, I'm just trying to fill space here while the story loads, right? Um...
4: Like what the authorship markup is, you mean?
3: Yeah, and why, and why it's so important. Um, one of the things that that, uh, John Mueller sort of alluded to, and I think I think it was Marie Hines who, uh, who, who who tweeted this out a couple of days ago, um, Google has been putting a great deal of emphasis into elements that are um, expressive of or affected by users trust around like you know um, expertise and and authority um, how, um I know what's the veracity of your content um, Google Wants explanations on that, and they 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 said, without saying concentrate on eat. They said concentrate on on um eat, and um, explaining who the author is and what their expertise is is um helpful. Very very helpful for eat. Don't assume Google knows. Um, help Google know.
4: I mean that's we I guess we we've kind of chatted about that in, in the past, but it's interesting. This this comes on the heels of a discussion I was having with one of my one of my peers yesterday about graph networks, which like obviously like that's kind of what we're talking about here. Um, and and just we were talking about how little attention they get. I'm an SEO, going they get a lot of attention, right? But like completely different different contexts because they're a machine learning engineer and I'm I'm an SEO. So we we talk about them, but. To your point, um, when we're dealing with things like authorship, yes, it's going, I am this authority. It's your only opportunity to go to to clarify who you are. When I was driving, and I probably mentioned this in the, in the past in the show, when I was driving through Wales a number of years ago, I happened upon a statue of a guy named Dave Davies. Of course, I had my picture taken with it because how often does that happen with a name like Dave Davies more often than it probably should, <laughs> but, um, you know, I-, I I got that. And then, of course, there's that kinks guy. Then, of course, like, then there's me. Then there's like four others. At least there was when there used to be phone books in the city I live in. We don't have them anymore. But when we used to, there were four day babies. So how does Google understand? And this is the opportunity to go, here it is. Here's the name. Here's the URL of their, their profile. But most importantly to me, like I write on weights and biases. I've written on search engine journal. I've written on search engine Land. I've read- how do you go, oh, and this Dave Davies, the one who's like, like saying right now I'm this author, is also the same author as that one over there and that one over there, right? To, to help connect the dots. We've chatted with, we've had Jason Bernard on the show talking about just that, going mm-hmm. all roads lead to Rome. All roads come to here. This is my central profile. And all of these things are the same as me, right? And I am the same as all of those things. And and this is that opportunity to, to go, just to make sure we understand i'm not the the a, a singer for the kinks right like i'm not that guy <laughs> so, i'm this guy so if you want to get
3: that down and you want to get that down about authors that like you're publishing especially mm-hmm. go to google search central um published a uh, a new set of author, author markup best practices um at developers.google.com um again go to uh uh, uh the sections on uh, using using structured data, um, and then author markup best practices. Uh, to summarize, as uh, as Barry, uh, Barry Schwartz did at SE Roundtable, include all authors in, mar- in the markup. Specify multiple authors uh, when applicable. Use additional fields if uh, additional fields are available to you. Only specify the author's name in the author name property, and use the appropriate author the appropriate author type. Um, in, 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 in in describing, you know, the, the, the con basically you're describing the, 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 the author's expertise. Um, use use um, these descriptors and you'll probably find a reward through the end of this Danny Sullivan's I mean core update cycle.
4: Well, and something, you know what, we, we, we talked or, or I alluded earlier to when you see Google doing a thing over and over and over again, then you should go, hey, that's a thing that matters, even if it's not the current one, it's it's past ones. Also just announced yesterday um, by Barry Schwartz, also in schema. So I want to like, we might as well tie these two stories together, um, was the learning videos. If you create videos <gasps> um, and you want to get more exposure to them. They've created an entirely new markup set for educational videos. One of the things that I really like about it, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of stuff where you can you can go into the like the typical sections, but you can cover what you're going to be talking about, um, what skills people will learn, what skills people need to know going in. Um, but you can also have, part one, part two, part three, where you can go, like, as long as one of them is the conclusion, you can sort of chain them together. And I've only done some preliminary looking into at at this point, but I will be testing it. But Um, this this would help you get placement in, like, a video carousel or something, right? That's exactly it. And then, of course, with the subsections as well, where, um, like, one of the things that they have in in their preview is a problem solved. Like, this is the part of the video where the problem is solved. I love just that natural language version of that. If you want to know, this is where the solution lies, right? Like if you want to skip that part where we're like creating the problem or or like talking about the problem, here's where the solution is. Like I love just the the, the use of language there. But uh, yeah, Um, it's only in English right now, but I suspect it'll be it'll be advanced, but it's available worldwide anywhere um, that English is used.
3: No, I mean, for listeners who are trying trying to visualize this, Schema is almost like a – well, I mean, Schema really is. It's, it's becoming a programming language in which you can get Google to do different things. Yeah. Um, featured snippets are often driven by the information you're delivering to Google through Schema. Hmm. Um, was it, how – like, what was it? Five or six years ago, not – I mean, it was quite important um, – the, the, the COVID is, has completely messed my memory for how long things ago were, <laughs> but was it like five years? Schemas started rising and becoming so much more important, maybe seven years? And it coincides yeah. with something that, 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 that happened, um, 2015, 16-ish, the rise of machine learning. Right, right. Good point. And that brings that brings me to. I mean, this was this was a whole week full of really interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the more interesting stories that came up this week was um, Robert Scoble, while showing off the new um, sort of uh, Apple glasses, uh, Apple's new new. Uh, augmented reality um, eyewear set, which I understand you can wear in the shower, though Robert probably shouldn't. Um, Rob, Scoble dropped the hint that uh, Apple's coming up with a search engine. Neat thing, though. Let's start, when you start connecting dots, Apple talked about and introduced a bot for a search engine back in in, uh, 2015. A year later, it hired the head of uh, search at Google, John uh, Mm Giordrea. He left. He left Google for Apple in March of 2018 to lead Apple's machine learning and AI division.
4: Right, right. I'd forgotten about that until you brought it to my
3: attention. So, the rise of machine learning, 2015-ish, 2014, like. um, Things start. Things start really heating up, and I think we, you know, the, 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 the chips have become powerful enough to start, you know, really, really running massive processes. Um, and then, and, then, and, and, um, Apple starts developing its own uh, search engine from scratch. I think in uh, about a year's time, we're actually going to see a search engine very possibly to rival Google, and. Uh, That's going to create an entire new learning curve in the industry. It's going to be neat.
4: I think it will be. It makes a lot of sense um, with Apple's big push into privacy. um, Like, Mm -hmm. because they're they're trying to, like, lock all sorts of different, you know, pieces of the phone down and, and stuff like that. Some may say that's great. Some might say that's, you know problematic i'm a marketer i would say it's problematic uh, but you know that's that's obviously you know i'm, I'm heavily biased as a user I, I might like it if i liked apple products no judgment on them i just don't like them uh for myself um but anyway i i think it makes a lot of sense um and i i the thing that's really really interesting here is we're gonna watch google search volumes drop right like it, it'll be interesting to sort and see if that happens and all of a sudden all um, iPhones are now defaulting to not Google, but defaulting to their own internal search systems. Um, how does that go? Of course, and I, I appreciate that they're taking as long as they are on this one because they kind of have one kick at the camp, right? Like they either have to win out of the gate and, and and serve their users very, very well, or users will just go, yeah, go back to Google. Right, like as my default engine. and, and Very like probably. That. Now, but think about this for a sec, though. The Apple users are already um,
3: acclimatized to um, vocal commands. Like, they use Siri to do just yeah. about everything, right? Yeah. Like, hey, Siri, how do I eat my cereal in the morning? <laughs> um, and, and, and Siri will we'll, we'll tell them very slowly and, 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 you know, crunchily. Um, and... Uh, I think the ease of use. If 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 Apple's going to be introducing a uh, Siri-based search tool, search device, search engine, um, you know, I think it actually stands a better chance than other devices, than other um, search tools, and previously that that have you know tried to go take on Google, because Apple's going to approach it from a different direction. It's going to be voice-directed, not. Yeah. Um, Keyboard directed and you know, Duck Duck Go. It might might be uh, really wonderful for privacy, and Bing might actually have connected a bunch of dots that Google didn't. But they their interface it's just like Google's interface. There's nothing, so you know, nothing sexy about it. But talking to Siri and getting my results back that way, maybe, maybe that's a better interface. I mean, heaven knows. Look what look, look what Steve Jobs did with a circle on the um, original iPad.
4: Valid, valid point. It is, I think both of us and probably our entire listening audience is gonna be very interested to watch as this one progresses. Um, and you're, you are bringing up some interesting points about, um, and something that I think everybody will be paying attention to is the different type of user that exists on iPhone. And something I'm gonna be interested in from that as well. One thing that'll be very telling From this whole thing, like assuming that this is true, assuming that it happens and assuming it'll be like a light switch that like this version comes out and then all of a sudden like this iPhone version comes out and then all of a sudden everybody's using the new search system. It'll tell us a lot if when we're analyzing Google search data about what iPhone users, how are they different? Mm. Because we'll be able to look at the search volumes and go, okay, these ones were impacted more than these ones um, and actually see where uh, the demographic differences will be and it'll be the first time that I know of that we'll be able to see it from the outside in that uh, in that way.
3: Um, you know, I got this really weird image of like Google with its hands behind his back looking down going "Oh, shucks because suddenly in the B2B world search activity from mobile is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it really isn't now. Um, like, like, like Apple's finally going to find a way to make like B2B, um, mobile activity really relevant or something.
4: Yeah. Well, but something that we also need to be considering is what's their paid interface? Yeah. What are they doing there? Um, because I think of campaigns that run on, you know, that rely on paid search. Certainly they're going to have one. Um, yeah, it's indeed,
3: it's a golden goose. You couldn't, they couldn't not. Right. Yeah. Nope. Barry Barry Schwartz has um, uh, uh, traced all this stuff down in his reporting over the years. So every everything we're getting here, um, we're not pulling out of the ether. We're pulling from Search Engine Roundtable um, or, or, or his work at a Search Engine Land. Um, and Barry had found something in I think 20 2017. Well, it was updated in 2020. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find if you dig deep enough at, at Roundtable. Um, Apple published a list of things that might affect rankings um, uh, with AppleBot. Um, if it had a search engine, which it doesn't yet, but if it did, this might affect rankings. Aggregated user engagement with search results, relevancy and matching, relevancy and matching of search terms to web page topic and content, number and quality of links from other pages on the web. User location-based signals, approximate data, and uh, web page design characteristics. Um, so you know, there's five major topical areas
4: to let your imaginations explode under. Yeah, everything that Google would probably deny. Well, no, they wouldn't deny some of them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the first one is clearly the one that is most entertaining, right? User engagement. It's mm-hmm. just, yep. Oh, okay. I I get that you would. I'm not saying that that means Google is. It clearly doesn't. This is also an older document. So, do they update this document when they're going live, or do they go, oh. "We're just going to hide this now"? <laughs> like we're just going to put this away and and, and change it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I think it's 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 going to be interesting, and it does make sense that they would use aggregated user engagement um, as a metric. I think they have a much smaller universe, so they will. They might be able to accomplish things that Google wouldn't, both because they're less of a target, right? It's why most viruses are written for Windows, right? Same sort of thing, uh, but also because their ecosystem is just fundamentally different than Google's. Like it's a little less wild westy because they know their users have already invested gobs of money into the machine that they would be abusing the system with. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway i think it'll be interesting and uh yeah hopefully it comes out soon i'm wondering if they'll launch without an ad system i can't see doing that um so will we will the first time we know have this confirmed it be a we're gonna you know let beta test some like ad systems and and let a few few users in there um to actually proof what the advertising um interface would look like um that may be if i was them that's probably what i would do first is see what's my problems with my advertising ui uh, so anyway we'll find out indeed i mean that's, that's exciting
3: i i i i hope it works well for apple i hope they introduce something that uh forces more innovation in the uh search world and um how to say this um have you noticed a decline in quality of google search results in the last uh say two or three years
4: i i i can't tell uh, I, yeah, I i think it's a it's great a hard question. question i can't tell for me but then we don't search normal right like if i'm actually looking for something chances are it has like negatives and probably maybe even a site colon in there and like it's like my, my queries aren't normal so what what leads you to ask the question though well, that Google has has
3: included so much more machine learning into how they look at user intent and also webmaster intent, I, I would think, um, and um, how they suss out what topics on page might mean, uh, different things that they might represent. Um Google's been doing this live time. They've been experimenting out in the open and, and, and and the results have been there for all of us to see for good and for bad. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff happening that we don't see. Obviously. Um, But like, what I'm thinking is Apple has been working um, behind the scenes. This, if Apple's, if Robert Scoble is hinting that Apple is going to be like dropping a search engine soon, then you know that a whole bunch of elves have been working in like Santa's Magic Kingdom down in in, in Cappuccino, um, or Capp- sorry, Cappuccino, um, to, to to get something completed right. Um, Scoble, maybe. Yeah, drinking lots of cappuccino. Scoble's not just making this up. Um, so they've been experimenting in the background, watching Google flail forward in the, in the foreground.
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop
3: You were saying earlier they get one shot. And maybe it's not theirs, maybe it's not their moonshot to hit, but maybe it's Google's mulligan that they don't get to take over.
0: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy to use site management tools and powerful do it your way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
2: For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose Clevertap. Clevertap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony. Trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long term revenue growth. Learn more at clevertap.com. That's clevertap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair. Celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami-Dade College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions, and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists, Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, Poet Sandra Cisneros and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacy Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag MiamiBookFair2022.
4: and then there is an element i think anybody who's done business an element occasionally of if it hurts my enemy then it's good (laughs) if i if i just hurt my competitor a little bit um and ding them up a bit um then that's that's worth doing um and they do have an opportunity you know i i might have been being a little short-sighted when i was like this is an all or nothing game they do have an opportunity and they probably would take it to roll it out um like you bring up voice search um you know if all they do with it out of the gate is enhance Siri and go, all right, let's just, let's just make Siri better to begin with. Let's not change the default search engine. Let's just make Siri better to begin with and then start training it there on, on how our users work and, and, and stuff like that. And then fine tune and then move on to, oh, okay, let's integrate it into this or that um, they do have an opportunity to more slowly roll it. out. I was thinking of it as like a all system switch, um, but they, they don't necessarily have to go that route. So they, they can, Maybe more slowly roll out a, a search engine. Maybe even in ways to begin with that we wouldn't even consider a search engine. They just rely on data retrieval and 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 presenting it. Well, the other thing
3: that you that people might want to keep in their imaginations, and I got to stress the imagination part of this. Um, Apple doesn't just introduce new iterations of things they introduce entire new universes like the iphone changed everything um i would suggest that the ipod killed the walkman changed everything it 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 made um digital music portable um uh uh, uh, who's to say that the augmented reality Visual devices that Apple, that, that, that Robert Scoble is teasing and, and other Apple influencers have been teasing um, aren't some other path to like, you know, some voice, um, voice activated but um, optical um, device that will be a way people relate to information, which is the world that we got to work in. It's like, yeah no that that's coming soon like something is coming that's going to change a lot of stuff and these are all um I remember when mobile came out Cindy had been had been talking about it for years previously, and then suddenly it wasn't like um, a slow creep it was one day the universe changed and a wave of of change washed over the entire industry mm-hmm. We've been, I mean, again, Cindy had been standing on the shore going, the tsunami's coming. Look, the tide's gone out. The tsunami's coming. Yeah. And then the tsunami came and it really was a tsunami.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Her problem. You know, she she suffered the, the same problem as probably many tsunami warnings, dare I say, not to get political, but climate change of like, well, you said it was going to be next year and it's next year and it hasn't happened yet well. <laughs> and so like, it didn't happen quite as fast as I think she was predicting. I think she was like a hundred percent on the right path. I think like nobody's denying that. Uh, or, or maybe not that she was wrong, but that she was sort of going, it's crossed 30%. That's important. And we were all like, no, it's still not most. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden Google goes, it's more than 50. And by the way, we're switching to mobile first indexing. And we all went, oh, well, turns out she was right. Well, You know, we still some of us still pay attention to Bing, even though it's less of a market share than mobile was when she was like, this is that time, guys. This is that time. So, you know, so I I think I I felt for while that was going on. I think all of us did. Like, I remember her like standing on stages, going, this is this is that time. And boy, though, I felt. I felt for at the time because it wasn't taken as seriously. It was sort of like when Jason Bernard first started talking about knowledge graphs or, um, you know, David Brown credit to him when he was first talking to me about schema, it was like eight, nine years ago. And I was like, man, I sort of figured it was going to go the way of like Google authorship. (laughs) Like, I don't mean the schema we were talking about earlier. I mean like authorship, like, okay, okay, a few people are going to put it in. Thanks David for training the engine. They're going to drop this thing. Like I kind of figured it was going to go that route. It didn't, um, and uh, and I was wrong. So I think it's it's sometimes you you miss the vote. I think in in Cindy's case, she was right before we all acknowledged she was right. Um, but I think boy did she get some some good credit. And and still here we are like six, seven years after she was right. <laughs> Still talking about Cindy Crumb. She was sure well, right. <laughs>
3: the, re- the reason I mention it is the tsunami that happened. Like when that yeah. wall hit, it was yeah. massive and, and immersive. Now, if you're going to be informing a, a virtual or augmented reality world from a, you know, very real uh, brick mortar uh, touch and feel world, what are you gonna be using to do it? I'm guessing schema. Mm-hmm. Um, that at it. Um, so imagine we're gonna be making the web pages and uh, and 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 uh, like web documents, um, augmentable friendly, because information will have to be extracted from that and brought to whatever device, be it a cell phone or glass, whatever whatever um, drives the the the, the, the devices um devices output. Um that brings me to the last of the schema stories. I swear to God, the last of the schema stories. Wix has published a guide to structured data. I just guess I mean like, come on, Wix, good on them. I, I we dragged on them for so many years and rightly so. But they're doing stuff like this. So good on them. And I think it's 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 it's, it's worth noting.
4: Yeah, I, I got to give them some some props for their recent work. Um, and you know, I, I think like you, and I can tell from, from your instinct and probably like many of our, our listeners, and I think it's sort of what I was warning that Apple might be facing is the initial... They hit some real snags early and they made some claims that they shouldn't have. Right? Like, <laughs> we can they? win <laughs> contests on Wix, go ahead and do it and try and rank for this. And then people are like, Yeah, my WordPress I beat you. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, they 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 made some big missteps at, at the at the beginning. Their system really had some shortcomings that they didn't acknowledge or they'd acknowledge but didn't fix. But over the last couple of years. Like they have moved forward, it's been a case they've moved forward, and WordPress has sort of like moved back. Then you've got like other other folks in the race, like Duda and, and stuff like that, sort of like mm-hmm. vying for positioning. All of whom are kind of filling a, a niche that WordPress once upon a time did. Um, well, WordPress still does, for the movie, but you need a plugin to do it. That's the thing. Yeah. WordPress is plugin. It's a,
3: WordPress is a basic platform that has a bunch of stuff hanging off the sides of it.
4: Yeah, and that's I think part of the problem, right? Like if you if you look at it at its core, something like Duda or Wix, because we're talking about them at the fundamental building blocks, if it does what you need it to do, like if if these like if that framework does everything you need it to do. Fundamentally, without massive work, it will be faster. Yeah. Like, yes, you can make WordPress faster, but out of the box, it has a bunch of stuff, as you say, hanging off the side. And that stuff's going to create some drag while you're racing. <laughs> there <Right>. you go. <laughs> That's just it not looks about cool. Works. It looks cool, but it, it allows it to have that flexibility. It allows you to just bolt on whatever you need. And you might put afterburners on that. They're like You might be able to make it that or you might pull all that dangly stuff off because you know you don't need it, but that's going to be costly. So these systems are, are starting to take advantage. And Wix is, is one of the ones leading the charge on going, OK, we have advantages. We just need to fix this stuff like schema um, and go, OK, we, we need to step up on this stuff Uh, And once we do that now actually we can be taken very seriously. And they are like, here we are talking on the show and I'm going two years ago, I was laughing at them. Now I'm going, yeah, yeah, they're they're like, if if it does everything you need, it's one to look at.
3: Um, for what it's worth last week, um, uh, uh, WordPress introduced a newer version, Arturo, WordPress 6.0. It's an upgrade on 5. Point whatever. So it's not incredibly <laughs> a newer version, but it's a newer version number, 6.0. There you go. Arturo, by the way, is it's, it's, its name.
4: Yeah. And for for folks um, who who are upgrading, I, 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 dope. I, I had mine automatically upgraded. Like it was just like, Yours is switching. WP Engine just does that if there's like security fixes. And, and then I looked and went, oh, our slider doesn't work anymore. Um, so yeah, that'll There's actually nothing I can do about it. Like there's no no fixes. It's just like your theme hasn't been updated and you suck. That's just basically what it's saying. No problem. I'll like get to it when I when I do. That's for like the Beanstalk site, right? Like I'm now somewhere else. So that's, that's fine for right now. Um, but it is something to pay attention to that, your host may not be forcing you to, but don't just blindly go, yeah, update and then go running off.
3: There you were cruising along at 500 miles an hour and bang, one of those things I get off the side of the car, hit, hit a pool.
4: Uh, yeah, exactly. And something I always recommend people while <laughs> you are um, doing your upgrades is take, take sort of an inventory of core pages on your site that have something different. So pick a post, pick a tag, pick a category. Like I'm picking WordPress here, right? Pick, pick a page, pick a page with like a form on it, pick a page, like grab a, a number of like, pick your home page, obviously is one of them, but don't just go, Oh, my homepage works. And then go tootling off. Um, because something else might've broken in there. So I always recommend just grab a handful of pages that have like a different feature from each other yeah. or a different plugin that it's reliant on. Um, and just make sure that those ones are working as well and that you can receive the email.
5: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
6: and just little
3: things like that yeah because whenever there's a major update you're relying on the wordpress um plugin makers to uh to update and the uh covid the covid um pandemic and just changes in other platforms and other and other technologies um have moved many of the people who were making the free for use uh plugins they've Many of them are still being supported, and many of them, you know, it's, it's natural. Their 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 makers have moved on to other things, and they just ain't getting supported anymore. <laughs> that's for real. Yeah. Okay. I and I'm, okay. I think that's pretty much it on machine learning and on, not on machine learning stuff on on uh, 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 schema stuff. Probably. That's right. Good. <laughs> Here's one of those uh, uh, stories of wondering uh, why it why it became a butt. Google says, even if the link is really cool, like so cool, but it says no follow, they're going to follow the no follow instruction and the link won't pass a whole bunch of weight. That's how I always understood it was supposed to be, right?
4: Right. Okay. Right. I think, I think. well, two, two, two sort of like side comments. I mean, it is just like, a. <laughs> did we have to ask? But there is a bit of confusion based on, Um, some stuff in their docs, uh, that they use it as a hint, right? Which also leaves an opening to, well, you might decide Wikipedia no follows links. You might decide that this Wikipedia link is actually authoritative. It's been there long enough that we've seen like that editors would have hit that page. It's a good link we might pass away. So I, I could see how people would go. They've used the word hint. I can see some easy exceptions where where maybe you would want to pass weight. So I I don't actually blame the question um, from that context. Um, So it is good to have that reinforcement that even in in, in all cases, it would be minimal, if anything. Like even if they let a bit of weight through, it it would be very minimal. But something that's good to remember for, for our listening audience is links pass a lot of signals. Weight is one of them. Like page rank is one signal that a link sends. Um, they're not necessarily saying we're ignoring everything about it when you no know follow it. It's meant to go, we're not passing page rank across. Not we're, we're, we're going to obliterate every signal that this thing might send from anchors, from well any, any of the myriad of, of other signals that could be coming from links. So just something that, that's worth remembering. I'm not saying that, oh no, it actually means all the other signals are passing through full force. I'm saying I don't know, but they're saying one thing that doesn't necessarily mean the others are true. So just because they're not passing weight doesn't mean they're not passing anchor text relevancy or other things that a that a link can pass across. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny.
3: I'm uh, I'm a judge in the in in, in, in the global switch awards um, and the European switch awards, and uh, it amazes me how. Um, I'm not going to get specific with any entries at all, obviously, but many of them are talking about elements like domain authority, Um, things that are definitely measurable effects, but stuff that Google itself doesn't recognize as a uh, metric. So the domain authority, I mean, like there's something to domain authority because it can be measured, affected, pushed around, up and down and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's something that Google itself doesn't take terribly seriously, at least not as a ranking factor, but as a measure of ranking factors. um, It's a imprecise, but inarguably important to people in the industry metric. I'm curious about the invention of um, how to say it. It's almost like it's, it's uh, I think domain authority is a conglom of stuff that affects and, you know, there are a whole bunch of reasons a link might affect a domain um, or a bunch of links might affect a domain. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm curious about
4: how we create these conglom metrics, you know? Well, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. And I, I like it. They're, they're completely different applications and, and completely different ways of being wrong. But I've said it on the show before. I'll say it again. All data is a lie, right? Like everything <laughs> you're looking at is wrong, right? You can look at how many visitors did I have on my site last week? I don't know. Is it Universal Analytics or GA4? They're both right. <laughs> like, but they're going to be different. So, um, you know, taking that into account, you've got your DA. Yeah, I could give me a week. I could game the heck out of it, right? Like if I went like, I want this domain to be like, you know, have a have a high DA and I have nothing better to do with my life than, than just try and accomplish that. It wouldn't actually be that difficult to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it can be gamed, but it is a metric to use. Similar to, I can look at my, keyword tool from, from Google ads. And I can go, here's the estimated searches per month. No, it's not. That's not the estimated searches per month. That tool is not built to do that, but we use it anyway because it's the best available data we have. Um, but it's, it's wrong. And we all know it's wrong. Like it goes, it's a thousand. I don't know. I searched on Google. I clicked a result. I clicked back. I clicked a result. I clicked back. There's three. Right? Like, <laughs> so I, I I I ran a couple crawlers to to get some rankings. Right there's a couple more. I ran it to hundred. There's ten. Right, like I just like obliterated everything. I know it's wrong. It's just the best available data that I have. Um. So so we all use it. I liken DA to that. It's wrong. How wrong it is. I don't even know because. If if we're just hammering something with rank tracking tools that are not set up, right, and are actually showing his impressions and, and increasing that impression count, and they've been running for years because somebody didn't turn them off or they're using this tool, we're just obliterating this handful of queries, like just destroying the data for this handful of queries that this thing's running for once a week and adding in 10 queries every time it runs, across, you know, 20 people doing it, right? Like all of a sudden now you've got a dramatic impact there. Whereas some new query might show really, really low results because it just hasn't been added to those tools. Nobody's monitoring them yet. That actually would be better, right? Like we could be making the wrong decisions based on on the right data. DA is is the same sort of thing. And there's just so many examples in our entire sector. Like everything that we look at is wrong. It's just understanding why it's wrong is all you can do and go, all right, it's wrong i know it's somewhere wrong but this matches what my perception might be anyway i think this query is worth more than that one i don't know how much traffic i'm going to get from it but you know let's roll the dice and and optimize for it or let's roll the dice and let's bid on it and and we'll see where it goes from there
3: well i mean to 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 your point earlier there's a great deal of information in any given link and even if that link is uh devalued by google because of because Google was told to, or not, not valued, I should say, not valued at all, not devalued, but not valued. Because Google was told to, there's still value there. The anchor text, especially.
4: Yeah. And you might get a click. Like, not um.
3: We got time for one more story. I know you got a hard stop at the top of the hour and there's a uh, folks coming up right, right behind us in the studio. Um, a really cool thing happened in the, in the industry this week. Um SEO Clarity yesterday made a big announcement that it had been sitting on for uh, for for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and since, since actually since before the beginning of the year. SEO Clarity, um, we've, we've we've had we've had uh, Mark and uh, Middle on the on, on the show a number of times. Um, they acquired RankSense, Hamlet Batista's old company. Yeah, yeah,
4: so that's, they got, that's a good fit too. Like that just makes great sense.
3: Yeah. yeah, they got they got the technology, and um, more importantly, um, there was a controversy around uh, SEO Clarity a few months ago when they announced their um, uh, 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 SEO. Uh, I think it was called SEO Aware. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm spacing on the on the exact name of their automated product. Um, because it was using some of this technology. And they were already in uh, talks to acquire the company, but um, because it was a publicly traded company, um, they couldn't be public about the acquisition until it was actually complete. And they took some heat for it. And uh, the way it, as I understand it, was really playing out, Um, they were sitting on their keyboards, taking the heat, um, feeling awful, because um, they didn't mean to seize and steal other people's technology or to dishonor the contributions of of of, of Hamlet, um, one of the you know recognized um, geniuses and nicest people in the world ever in the industry. Um, just they couldn't say that they were actually going to buy
4: it. Right. Yeah, and that must have been rough uh, yeah. for them to go. But we're actually like yeah to, to have to hold that back and and sort of go okay but we're not we're not doing anything wrong here like we're, we're actually like this is all the way it's supposed to be um yeah but it's that that must have been rough i i credit to them for being able to do that and it all sort of makes sense now and you're like oh okay right like now we're talking about it so hopefully this this you know added um, sort of pat on the back and, and a few more times that their name gets mentioned um, ends up making up for uh, for the flack they took in the past as far as impact on business.
3: Well, importantly it also means that um, the ideas that Hamlet was working on in in, uh, in, in machine learning will continue. They're not just going to sort of sit done the equivalent of paper, sit on some hard drive somewhere until the magnetism wears off the hard drive (laughs) Um, they're actually going to be used and expanded on and other people will take his ideas and you know Hamlet will have created a foundation that um, other people work off of for years perhaps decades to come and, um, and that's awfully cool you know, yeah, uh, right. uh, not just a man's work, but a great man's work. That's what's a, that's a, that's wonderfully cool to see that'll happen. Indeed. Indeed. I totally agree.
4: Of course, it's hard uh, not
3: to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do we go now? Do you have any stories? I can't think of anything else I
4: have on my list. What do you got? Um, one that you had shared actually with, with me earlier, but I, I actually ironically, I hadn't had a chance to read it, and then you had sent it across, but there were some machine learning examples from brands to inspire oh, digital marketers, and I hadn't actually read it. And I'm like, how did I not read this? And and, and Jim's letting me know because it's right up my alley, but I'm I'm dying to know um, what you were seeing in there. I actually hadn't
3: even had a chance to look at it yet, but I saw the article and thought, "Wow, well,
4: Dave will be into this. <laughs> <laughs> And it is right up my alley. Um, And and the thing is, like, I I have sort of went through it like during during like right when I when you click through before the show started, I'd sort of like skim skim through some of it. Uh, I do know that the 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 sort of cliff notes of things talks a lot about the permeation um, of how machine learning can be used in so many different ways. It's interesting timing because I'm actually working on my first sort of complete model is is coming together now to perform one task, so it's sort of like near and dear to my heart of like, oh, there's there's different things we can do um, with it. I'll let you know what it is probably next week. I'll, I'll be sort of getting ready to, to deploy it and let people use it. Um, right on. The the great array of different things that people can do um, with machine learning from personalization. And I highly recommend to to read it. It's over at Search Engine Journal, right? Like just even if you don't go, oh, I'm going to do that thing, just to get your brain thinking about the variety of different machine learning tasks that can be done, including because once the creative juices get going, you might think of something that isn't already in there. Um, And there's a lot of, and and most folks wouldn't know this, but coming up in the not too distant future, there's a lot of funding being raised by what's called no code or low code uh, machine learning systems. So where you'll basically be able to come in and go, I have an idea and start to like put it together without having to go, all right, let's get a computer science degree now. Right. Or like, okay, now I need to be like, proficient at Python and I need to be proficient to what these libraries are to get this. They'll they'll all kind of like be there. It's what sort of Vertex, I I thought Vertex was going to be, but it it didn't end up quite being. You you mean
3: someone's designing a a Wix environment for machine learning?
4: Yeah, and it probably will be kind of like (laughs) that out of the gate. Like we're all sort of going, it's not going to be very good out of the gate. It probably won't be, Um, but it probably shouldn't be because I think it'll be great for letting people like me, Right? Like I'm, I'm not a machine learning engineer. I'm like tootling around with some like pretty basic stuff, but it'll give me the ability to go in and go, okay, I have a more complex concept. I wouldn't even know where to start. Let's just get this in there, get my proof of concept together, show it to people smarter than me and go that, but better. Right. Like where I could sort of like fine tune the idea and make sure it actually even makes sense in reality. <laughs> like when I'm actually deploying stuff, eventually they'll probably become what more is now, which is It'll suit most people to create a good chat bot for their specific niche. <laughs> Probably get to that.
3: Before us today, I just want to contextualize this article for for, for listeners. Um, this is a search engine journal. It was published by Katie Franks um, earlier today, uh, June second, twenty twenty two, and it's um, eight examples from uh, that brands are currently using. Um, uh, with the machine learning examples that, you know, might inspire um, digital marketers to use machine learning, get into machine learning or develop their own stuff. Personalization, forecast targeting, customer segmentation, lifetime value modeling, customer journey optimization, which is something I've been doing by hand for years, <laughs> damn it. Um, smart bidding and chatbots. Um, these are all areas that, can obviously be radically um, sped up, improved, and probably the analysis would get a hell of a lot better um, using machine learning.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like when you think of the vast array of different parts of your website, right? Like where you get the customer journey optimization and go, not everybody needs to see the same thing. Like people respond differently to different pictures. People respond differently to different texts. People respond differently to a variety of different things. And I can't keep up and program them all in. And I can't keep up on what they're doing that's in the summer, different than the spring, different than the yeah. winter. Let, just let the machine do it for you. And just go, here's the goal, sales. <laughs> like, just always try and optimize towards that.
3: So, you know, listeners, that tsunami thing we were talking about earlier, for reals um and uh it's, again it's one of those um the web is changing so fast if you're not ready to adapt and jump um i got a feeling that the waves will knock you off your feet and yeah. you know who knows what's going to happen happens then right indeed indeed Okay, we've gone full clock. And again, I, I know um, you're watching You're watching your clock because you got a meeting at the top of the hour. And uh, Brasco's got people coming up to the studio right after us. So, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.fm. It's the uh, 2nd of June, 2022. Summer's almost here, <laughs> which means it's <laughs> almost over. Get out and enjoy it while you can. On behalf of Dave Davies from Weights and Biases, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, stay safe, rank well, stay well, and we'll talk to you next week.
2: The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent